You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With the pump fake and a one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career. But look at him smiling. We go my man. everyone to another episode of the long two i am pete rogers he is natty wallet and we are camilla stanthony podcast that occasionally talks fantasy basketball holy buckets it's been a hot minute natty how are you doing it has been uh everything's been nuts in the nba and it's gonna continue that way this evening we are about 45 oh, yeah. minutes out from the first play-in game of the night pacers versus hornets Yes, and obviously that's what we're going to talk about on today's show. We're going to talk the uh, the play-in tournament, give maybe some predictions, some picks, and then maybe we'll get some round one chatter in there as well. But first, before we do that, Natty, I have to ask, are you like LeBron in that you love the play-in tournament, or are you like LeBron in that you hate the play-in tournament? Which LeBron are you? LeBron contains multitudes, as we all know. Contains levels, yep, you know. And who knows, his opinion might be based on record and where he finds himself with the Lakers mm. this season. You think? Maybe. Maybe. Interesting. Interesting how interesting how the uh, play-in was such a great idea when the uh, Memphis Grizzlies and the, I don't know, who else did he say? The Warriors had to battle it out. But when the Lakers have to battle it out. And yet, they are by far and away the, like, highlight of this play-in tournament because Warriors-Lakers is just basket a basketball fever dream one game i will say this well actually i have two things to say okay uh mlb's wild card games proved to be massively popular and successful and i think nba noticed that like a one game do or die situation is inherently dramatic um the standings themselves like if we didn't have the play-in games the seventh and eighth seed in the East would be Boston and Washington and Indiana and Charlotte would be out. Yep. And in the West, the seventh and eighth seeds would be the Lakers and the Warriors and Memphis and the Spurs would be out. I do sort of feel like those one through eights are an accurate representation of each conference. Yeah. Like if the plan didn't occur. I think those teams would still be in it. Yeah. You know, not the nine and 10 teams. The difference would be that, the Warriors and Lakers wouldn't be meeting each other in the playoffs. Right. Right. You would, you would instead have what, what what's the West Utah versus dubs in the West, the one versus eight and Phoenix versus Lakers. Um, And now you don't get both of them, which does sort of suck because obviously LeBron and Steph are uh, attention getters. And so while I do think the NBA is very happy about this because, oh, my God, you can still get both of them because you're going to have a duo do or die game with LeBron versus Steph. Then you're going to have a do or die game potentially with Steph versus Ja. Like, come on, you're loving that. 
or or the Lakers could get bumped down. Uh, and and you're having a do or die with LeBron and AD versus versus Jaw and the Grizz. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the NBA is getting a Lakers Warriors game right off the bat. Yes. And if they didn't have play in games, the Lakers and the Warriors might not meet at all. Right. Now, right. The the downside is that one of those teams has to lose in this game and it's possible that they lose twice in a row and don't make it. Um, but at least you get one of the two. So but, I do think this is a good idea and it's successful, but I also feel like maybe it doesn't change too much. No, I think, I think you are right. I think first of all, the playoff like it's always going to happen. The plan is always going to happen because of the fact that in the first year of it, it's giving us Lakers versus warriors. Like oh, that's, yeah. Forever, forever, the plan will happen. Yo, and the dude, is, and Wizards Boston. You Wizards know? Boston is also going to be a great series uh, or a great game. I can't even say series anymore. It's a game. <laughs> um, but for those who are like, oh, well, like if the Lakers lose two games and they're out of the playoffs, that doesn't seem fair. And to me, it's like if the Lakers lose two games, then it was going to be a really boring round one right? Like maybe they steal one game in that series. Like if a team lose, if you're the seventh seed and you lose game against the eighth seed and then a game against the winner of nine, 10, you can't tell me that you had a real chance then to upset two or to like make that series interesting. You weren't going to, you were going to, you know, you're not a good enough team to just make that series interesting. So I like, this is the same argument that people have had in football where it's like, it's unfair that one offense doesn't get to touch the football in, in overtime. It's like, or you just have a defense that can actually get a stop and then you are rewarded with an offensive possession. If your defense can't get a stop, uh, maybe you don't deserve to have any kind of uh, any kind of say in overtime. Uh, let's let's get down into these games. Let's start. Sorry, with, can I just say oh, one thing yes. to underline that argument, which is absolutely correct. Thank you. It's as that, long as it's agreeing with me, I'll let you talk as much as you want, Natty. Well, but you're absolutely right because you can argue both sides of that point depending on what you want the outcome to be. So like, let's say for the Lakers, for example, let's say they did lo- lose both games. It's probably because of health, right? It's right. probably because someone's injured and they can't play their full complement of players, which would have occurred against the number one seed in a regular playoff series anyway. So would you rather have four games of shit because all of the starting Lakers are injured or Thank would you, you rather filter them out and then yes. possibly have a more exciting first hundred percent, hundred percent. I would mo- so much rather see a, like if the Lakers were, let's say the eighth or whatever, like I would so much rather see a excited here for it. Grizzlies balls to the wall, playing a one or two seed uh, than like a banged up Lakers somehow like, limping their way through a series you you that's an easy choice easy choice um okay i would also just like to say sorry uh one more thing from a developmental point of mm, view from like a front office point of view this these are not playoff games i don't think technically but they have playoff like ramifications and that's good experience for these young teams like even if it's just one or two games that's you do want that as coaching staff you do want to see how people you know, react to such a heightened atmosphere and tension. So I think this is good all around. And I totally yeah. understand, you know, the old man LeBron, like, well, that's just not how we've, bu- we've done it. Like, yeah, I get it. You know, when you make changes, people are going to be upset about it. 
Yeah. Um, well, but only upset is, when those changes impact them when they didn't think that they would ever be impacted by those changes. Dude, and if we didn't have the playoff or the play-in games, maybe when LeBron went down with injury, the Lakers said, well, fuck it. We're not going to make it. Maybe the Wizards don't fucking right. put Absolutely. together like 17 games winning streak in order to like make it to the eighth seed. Right. I think that uh, several of the teams that were unlucky this year uh, would have thrown would in have the have just towel. 100%. Then, you know, someone like the Knicks has someone like Schroeder or something. And, you know, right. like uh, the the strong teams get a little bit stronger. So this is going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Let's talk games. Uh, you said, like you said, the Hornets Pacers is starting in like 10 minutes um, on the East Coast. So likely, and I can almost say with 100% certainty, when this podcast comes to your ears, this game will have already played out. And so everything we are <laughs> going to say will be pointless. But so we'll make it quick then. We'll make it brief so we can get to onto the tonight's game and then also tomorrow's two games. Uh, Hornets Pacers, who do you like out of this, out of this to solidify or to be to be the one to play the uh the eighth seed or whoever loses seven eight so i watched that hornets wizards game because i felt like it was a playoff game mm-hmm. and i really kind of didn't like what i saw from charlotte um mm. I mean, Robin Lopez looked like he was one of the best basketball players. Alive. I don't know where Robin L- Lopez's hook shot has just materialized out of, but holy Lord, like that is, I, I'm not looking forward to a uh, banged up Rob Williams trying to defend that or Tristan Thompson trying to defend that. So I would have said, I think the Pacers have the advantage and I believe the line does favor them, but the Pacers have so many injuries and Lavert is out for at least. Yes. Um, you know, Sabonis has been absolutely triple double on fire for a while now, but they don't have miles Turner. I'm not sure if Brogdon's playing tonight. I just don't think that they have the bodies right now. No, I totally agree. Like, I, I, and the win, Hornets are just, a, the Hornets are a, a more play. exciting, younger team. Like give me the Hornets any day of the week. And they have more, they, you know, they can run. They just have more bodies. Um, you yeah. know, like if PJ, they're starting PJ at the five, so they're going to start small uh, with Smiles Bridges at the four. And if that doesn't work out, then they'll just throw in Cody Zeller um, like they did last game against the Wiz. If LaMelo can, you know, play more minutes, I think that also helps. Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't want to rush him back. Like you don't need to risk him, but right. it was the wrist, in, uh, wrist injury, so it's not like a knee or a foot or anything. Right. Uh, you know, I love seeing scary Terry Rozier in the playoffs. Hey, I, yes, that man knows how to on. turn it on for big games. Totally. Uh, and, you know, the Mad Monk can catch fire from nope. game to game. So I like Charlotte more. Um, I'm The Pacers have been disappointing all season, really. And I just think this is a war of attrition kind of outcome. And the Pacers don't have enough. Yeah. We're in lockstep here. Uh, that's the clear and obvious choice. All right, so let's get on to tonight's game then, which is the Wizards taking on my Boston Celtics. Wow. Oh, man. I mean, this is going to be a terrific game, and I I am mildly having a panic attack watching it. But you know what? I've also, as a Celtics fan, I've also just kind of given the rest of the season a mulligan in my own personal like uh, 
mental state to keep me keep myself not going absolutely berserker with when shit the happens. Just be- got fucked by COVID more than any other. Absolutely team. boned, absolutely boned by it. And then, uh, if you listen to Boston radio, they will tell you that Jalen Brown quit on this team, which is just a fucking <laughs> joke. Uh, but Jalen Brown going down with he had a wrist breakout injury. season, but he wasn't oh playing for Boston. God. Boston media is needs to burn to the ground and, uh, and stay there and never get rebuilt. Um, so I'll ask you as an unbiased fan of either of these teams, who do you like coming out of, uh, out of tonight's matchup? So I agree with the premise that uh, Boston is walking wounded. They're yeah. similar to the Pacers. Um, I believe their starting lineup tonight is Kemba, Marcus, Fournier, Tatum, and Tristan Thompson, maybe because the clock block great. Um, great. Or maybe we get a bunch of taco fall because fuck it. Uh, God. But, I mean, it also feels like a game where, you know, if Tatum just went fucking nuts and showed you shades of things to come because we've been thinking he's an MVP level player. Like, if he's the best player on the floor, I do think that Boston can win. Because A, Bradley Beal is still injured, and it definitely showed in the game against Charlotte, even though they ended up winning. And the Wizards, it's they have they do have obviously two very experienced veterans, but they also have young guys. And even though Rui Hachimura, Rui Hachimura has looked good recently, um, Davis Bertans didn't shoot well last game. That might be the new Rolo. Like if, if Robin yeah. Lopez yeah. is an all-star Jesus. center, then I take it all back. Uh, but I, I do sort of feel like this might come down to Russ versus Tatum. And if Tatum is far and away the better player, then yeah, I give them a fighting chance or a sucker's punch chance. Like, cause it, I think everybody assumes that uh, Washington will win this now. Yeah, he, I think they are. They are coming in as the favorite, as, as the favorites, and um, they've been one know, of the best teams in the NBA. They have been. Months. They have been, and you can't you can't disagree. You can't argue that it is. I think you're totally right. That obviously, like, what you're going to need is you're going to need like a 25 plus point performance from Tatum, Fournier, and Kemba, all of which have shown that they can do that. Obviously, Tatum has been putting together some absurd games uh, in the second half of the season, but. I uh, I just looked at the Sixers Celtics splits this year just to see whether or not I would be okay. like maybe maybe the Celtics strategically lose this game so they could win the AC and then play the Sixers and no no it's not no it's not pretty they got swept by the Sixers this year so and the I mean it's like both round one matchups are not great for the Celtics like they're going to be a they are going to be a first round exit and it probably won't be that exhilarating a a playoff series to be honest but. You know what though? Like Boston has never been as bad this season as people have said that they are. And they're just disappointing. And it's because yeah. of all the absent, like since March 1st, they have the 10th best offensive rating in the NBA. You know, like there's, if Tatum goes MVP and smart actually can shut down Beal, leaving Westbrook to maybe self combust, which he can smart. Like Beal has yeah. had, well, Westbrook particularly, actually Westbrook has had some of his worst games against uh, Marcus smart. So like, I think that's the, that's probably what they'll do is they'll have smart on Westbrook to try to slow him down. And then Tatum will get Beal just because the two of them are best friends and no one knows Bradley Beal better than Jason Tatum. And if Beal's still 
you know, right. If Beal's still nursing a hamstring injury, then there's a real chance that, you know, you sneak something out. Like the wizards beat a Charlotte team that is not playing well, like sort of barely. And even though Boston is also a weakened team, like you, it, it, the wizards are exciting. They are not indomitable. Like they're absolutely vulnerable. Right. Right. It is, it is something where I'm just like, man, I want, I'm, I am excited. The wizards are, hopefully in this playoff because oh yeah god they are just so much fun to watch and especially if especially if uh if bradley beal is healthy like they're gonna put they're gonna put a better series together than the celtics will i think but maybe that's the wizards have a the number 10 defensive rating over the past couple of months so like fucking good man and this is another argument in favor of the play-in because a team like washington that lost a bunch of early uh right doesn't give up Right, exactly. And so yes. now you get this. And, you know, yep. like Russ versus Kevin Durant, if that's what ends up happening in the first round, that's fucking oh. great. Ooh, that's saucy. That is saucy. You'd love to see that. Um, okay, I I'm, I am going to uh, – oh, my God. I'm going to put on my stethoscope, and I'm going to say that uh, Wizards Wizards would take tonight's game. And this is All also right, I'll just go me. Boston. I'll go. All right. Thank you, Natty. I appreciate that. This is me also mentally preparing for that to be a uh, eventuality, but you know, I would also, I'm I'm happy to look dumb on the podcast when you listen to this, if that doesn't happen. Well, in a wild fucking season like this, like who knows any game for, you know, any one game can be crazy. Cause it doesn't, the reason that the best player usually wins the series is because you, you know, get rid of most of the kinks and you learn how to play and how to um, but you know, in a one game scenario, you would think that the best player on the court wins it, but anything can fucking happen. You know, anything literally. So Stevens is a better coach than Brooks. I would also yes. just like to say that that is true. We can, we can solidify that. And also, you know, really comforting to hear Adrian Wojnarowski come out and say that, uh, Brad Stevens not going to lose his job, despite the fact that Boston media and uh, Boston Celtics crazy Twitter would love for him to do that and think that he is the root of all of their issues. Well, guess what? He's not. I never understood that take where it's like fire him. It's like, okay, who are you replacing him with? Who's out there? Who's out there? That's better than Brad. Like if you have a clear answer for me, great. Then I love it. If you don't have an answer to me, then it's like, okay, be quiet. Hush up. Dude. And like fire COVID. You know, like, yes, uh, I don't know, man. It has a great win record. It has a great win percentage. It's, it's pretty intense. That's a terrible, that was a terrible joke by me. I, I, these are dark times, Pete. I should not make light of, make light of COVID. Um, All right. Before we go on to talk about the West and Wednesday's slate of games, let's take a quick ad break. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
All right, we're back, and uh, Wednesday's going to start off with the Spurs and the Grizzlies facing off. I am excited that the Grizzlies are in this. I'm saddened that the Pelicans are not. Uh, this The Grizzlies-Pelicans would have had so much more punch than Grizzlies-Spurs. I mean, you feel free. You've been a, you're one of the biggest Spurs supporters out there I know of. Um, tell me why the Spurs winning is actually better than the Grizzlies winning, because I just... I want the Grizzlies to win handedly, and I don't even care about this game. I just want one of them. I want the Grizzlies to win just so they're more exciting. Let them keep playing. I went back and forth on this game. I like I crossed it off like seven different times. Um, <laughs> the The reason you would want the Spurs to win is to showcase uh, Dejounte Murray, I think, and sure. Demar Derozan. Like Dejounte I mean, is, we do love Demar. And he's going to be a free agent and he's still an incredibly good player. He's one of the most clutch players in the league. He doesn't shoot threes. That's the only thing. And he plays in San Antonio, but you know, he is a massively talented distributor and he should be a guy that is not just a trade target, but like people want to sign. He's a little yeah. bit old, but um, DeChosen is a supremely awesome NBA player and DeJounte Murray looks terrifying to me. Like his arms just seem to go twice as long as, as they have any right to be. Uh, the Spurs have lost a bunch of punch with Derek white out that really, yep. really hurt their team. Um, but you know, Pirtle's been really good. Uh, they're, you know, Rudy Gay is there. Like they just have enough veterans and, DeMar DeRozan, who I think will be the best player on the court in that game and pop. So I think yeah. all of that suggests that they'll be the ones um, to win, but Memphis has had a really good defense uh, recently. They have, I think, you know, more healthy players perhaps, but it's also like, do you, you know, this is not a game where you won't like want to lose three J to injury or something like that. Like they, right. I I do believe that they're going to try as hard as they and Valanciunas has been amazing. I mean, it's going to be part of Valanciunas has been just a walking vacuum. Besides this, loving that for my fantasy team this year. Yeah, and it's like Ja has had a good year, but not a great year, and his shooting dropped off. His true shooting is uh, like fifty-two, I think, something like that, Um, and his threes just won't fall. But that's a really exciting team to me. They feel a year ahead of schedule. And so I think um, like the coach doesn't even know how to coach in a playoff, you know, like there's no one there knows what they're doing in a situation like this. Whereas pop and the Spurs know exactly what they're doing. Right. No, you're, you are right that the Spurs do have the coaching edge and, and the best player on the court. But while that matters and it's like, this is the thing that's so great about the play and all the stuff that you've like been entrenched to think about from a series standpoint you can like throw it slightly out of the window. It could be dangling out the window. You know, you're holding it by its ankles and you're keeping it inside, but you're like, well, should I release it? Uh, You know, where it's like, yes, but the best player on the court typically wins the best coach, typically the team that adjusts, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's like one game, man, all it needs to take is just like jaw going off or Dylan Brooks suddenly getting hot from three and playing elite defense or, you know, whatever kind of crazy shenanigans. Oh, wait, shit. This is also a slow-mo revenge game, isn't it? 
Oh, it is a slow-mo revenge game. Oh, come on. How can you pick against oh, the Grizzlies now, Natty? Shit. You can't. Oh, no. I, I've no, I said it already and I crossed it off seven times anyway. And <laughs> now I'm just thinking, like, realizing oh, man. Wait a second, Kyle fucking Anderson. Oh, um, I'm gonna I, I am excited for that game, though. I think it'll be like a little messy and a little bit old school, which is how but, both teams play. Like, and that's yeah. and that works for them. That works for them. Jaw can't shoot threes and neither can to chosen. So, like, yeah, this'll it'll, it'll be Valanchunas versus Pirtle, and that'll be amazing. Like, Rudy Gay will make some big buckets. Um, Rudy freaking gay. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited for slow-mo to just go absolutely off and you have to watch him single-handedly win this game for the Grizzlies, knowing that you could have been right. right. And picked the Grizzlies. When, when he and Rudy gay are playing against each other, it'll yes. be slow motion. Like, Incredible. like what's, what, what are these dudes doing? <laughs> why, why did my television suddenly start moving real slow? What is, yeah, what is going on? That's going to be an exciting game. I mean, styles make fights, and they both sort of have the same style, but not really, like not on purpose. Um, but you know, all all props to Memphis. Uh, they had a really good season. Their defense has been good. I think everybody uh, had a good year for them, really. Even though Jaws' year was a little bit down uh, compared to what we were hoping. You know, fuck it. It's, it's another COVID season. It's not like he was bad. Uh, yeah. So this this is fun. And it just sucks that Derek White is out. Yeah. Uh, should we get to the piece de resistance? The game that the NBA, that Adam Silver, like, creamed his pants over seeing that this was his play-in game. This was the reason. All of COVID, all of, like, the NF, NBA tweaking the schedule, the creation of the play game, all of this has come to fruition in the most glorious way for the NBA because you have the Los Angeles Lakers, the LeBron, the Anthony Davis, the defending champions slid their way down to seven due to injuries, and they get to take on these steaming hot warriors. Took me forever to remember what they're – I was like, San Francisco, and I was like, no, that's not it, Golden State. So then I ultimately just went with the team name. Uh, and Steph Curry, who's shooting the absolute lights out, who carried the team in a must-win game against the Grizzlies to lock up the eighth seed and now uh, is going to try to do it again against the Lakers. Just talk to me, Natty. Talk to me about how incredible this, this game is going to be. The most incredible thing about this game is that whoever wins – gets to play will be the seventh seed and they yes. will play the suns the suns round and i think both teams could beat the suns yes it's like congrats suns on your amazing yeah. 51 win season you won you won you lost 21 games and now you get to play either a pissed off lebron or a steph curry who just cannot miss and by the way, both the Lakers and the Warriors are elite defensive teams. Yes. They are both among the best defensive teams in the NBA. Um, the Warriors obviously find it a little tough to score, especially relative to what they can generally do. Um, and the Lakers are coming back from injury, and who knows if they're in a groove, and who knows what the fuck is going on, and who knows even who's going to play from day to day. Um, this is going to be an incredible fucking game it's gonna be so good. but oh the cynical God. part of me is like actually that probably since everyone agrees with me that probably means it's gonna suck and the lakers will just smother the warriors and it like won't even like steph might get 50 but it won't ever be in doubt because they're just way bigger 
They're, they are. They are. Like, it's going to take the Warriors rot. Like, the Warriors, it's going to be – yeah, you're right. It's going to be – it can't be a game where Steph is just, like, watch me score 50 because the every single time I'm down in the other end of, end of the court, you know, like Anthony Davis versus uh, Draymond. Are we thinking that that's, you know, Draymond – Draymond will do put his best foot forward, but uh, his sub doesn't have bacon, and – Honestly, what is the point of having a sandwich if you're not having bacon in it? And what's up with Maple Jordan? You know, Maple Jordan's not looking bad. It's it seems like he fits a little bit better than people uh, worried about when when he first got there. Uh, But regardless, like he's he's not some kind of elite player. Um, Maybe he can end up winning this game for you though, just because um, of randomness and. You know, like if just a couple of bounces go the wrong way, that could be the deciding factor. Um, having said that, like, what the fuck is Andrew Wiggins ever done? You know what I mean? Like the only there are two people on this so team. So much shots fired. Doing. Um, and that's because they're missing all the dudes that they thought they'd have. Right. They don't have Clay. They don't have James Wiseman, even though you could argue whether that would be. They, no yeah, they were, they were look kind of better without him. But yes. Hey, man, don't sleep on Wiggins. Wiggins is shooting oh, for sure. uh, 38% for sure. from three since uh, since May. It's just that the Lakers have a team full of dudes who are champions now, yes. aside from Drum. Um, and there's... Oh, my God, I no, forgot they don't have was on playoff that Rondo. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Um, I, so I just sort of feel like, even though it's strange to say because everyone has been injured on the Lakers recently, I still feel like they have more than the Warriors do. But anytime you have an MVP like Steph, you know, if he actually is on fire, and more importantly, if the rest of the team can make buckets... Like yeah. if they can actually score against their Laker defenders, then that obviously makes it a little bit easier for Steph and makes his contribution more potent. Right. No, I, I completely agree. Um, part of me, let me, I'm quickly looking at, uh, at the Warriors Memphis game. All right. Anyways, uh, part of me really wants the Lakers to not rest this game, make it a competitive game, play hard. Uh, make it exciting, make it live up to the billing, but lose it, walk over the Grizzlies or Spurs, and then please go eliminate the fraud jazz. Just get them right out of here. Take them down. Are we saying fraud jazz because Don Mitch is out? We're saying fraud jazz because the jazz are frauds. Do you think, do you honestly, even at full power, do you think that the jazz are the best team in basketball? No, the Pistons are. <laughs> I mean, what are you laughing Isaiah at? Isaiah Stewart? I'm telling you, this Fucking you're right, baby. The Pistons are are an elite team at at roster construction. I mean, um, hey, they're the exact they're the exact opposite of the Jazz. Jazz are 52 and 20. The Pistons are 20 and 52. That takes skill. The Jazz had a bunch of advantages this year. They um they got COVID first last season and they didn't have they started the whole COVID pandemic. Yeah. And, Rudy. And the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yes, yeah. you're totally right. You're totally right. And they didn't have Boyan last year, 
because he had surgery after the shutdown because he didn't know if the season was going to start back up. I think that if I recall correctly, that's how it went. Um, They, the Utah jazz are not the best team in the NBA, but they're one of the best teams in the NBA. If you want to put them in tears. And so when that happens, then yes, I think you have a chance in every game, in every series, just because if things go your way, then you should win. So, you know, if luck is on your side, then yeah, you can knock anybody off. Um, you know, like the Lakers, even if they win tonight or tomorrow night and they go in as the seventh seed, it's so fucking hard to advance as the seventh seed. Like it's sure. only, I think the, you know, like the a four seed and maybe a six seed of, you know, like advanced to the conference finals. It's super fucking hard. And it usually happens when things are weird either due to injuries or lockout seasons or shortened seasons, what have you. Um, so it's going to be tough for the Lakers or the Warriors, no matter what, even if we think that they're, you know, better than their record suggests. Uh, but for Utah, I feel like everyone discounts them more than their record should suggest they should. Like the, I, I totally savvy the argument that the jazz aren't as good as their record says, but I don't think that they're worse than it. That's a legitimate NBA regular season team. They have the best record. Like they're one of the better defenders in the entire NBA. Um, if Don Mitch comes back and brings the scoring punch, that's great. But Joe Ingles has been the best shooter in the NBA, according to true, sh- true shooting percentage. And, you know, Boyan is on fire. Mike Conley is comfortable and is not the odd man out like last year. I think a lot of people just don't like Rudy Gobert. And so they discount the team because they're like, yeah, well, he's defensive player of the year that like is third team all NBA. So how good is he? And yo, fair. But uh, that defense is terrifying with him in it. And unless you have something that can actually uh, attack it, legitimately like Embiid or like Anthony Davis, then I think you're probably going to lose. Yeah. I think, no, I think you're totally, I think you are right that I, I like to throw a lot of shade at the Utah jazz for many, uh, many reason. Absolutely. Well earned. Thank you. Yes. By their fans. Uh, And so, but you are, you are correct that like they, their defense is still elite and they have a lot of guys on there who are playing some of their best basketball heading into uh, the playoffs. Um, So, okay. So who are you picking? But having said that, I still feel like they could lose to the Lakers. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, the Lakers still have LeBron James Uh, Lakers warriors. Who's your pick? I'm going Lakers. Yeah. I'm I'm going going Lakers Lakers too. I yeah. think I think LeBron comes out pretty pissed and uh, just takes it takes it to the team. Can I say something? I sort of feel like if I'm the Lakers, I'm taking Pete's advice and I'm like, yo, LeBron, maybe you don't need to play the whole game and AD, maybe you know, you should remind everyone why you're also one of the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. You and Drum just have a fucking front court feast and you know, you slow the game down. Yeah, you know? play big. Yeah, exactly. Play old school, play like ironically LeBron's old teams, you know, back before the fucking Uh, uh, Verjao, baby. Give me the fro of Verjao. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. What incredible. Love it. Um, Okay. Before we wrap up, daddy, I want you to give me, you can pick whoever your seven and eight is for either side, but I want you to give me 
the number one round one matchup that you would be most excited or are most excited to watch? The best round one matchup in your mind? Uh, well, I don't know if this is the best one, but the one I want to see the most is Russ versus KD. So Whoa. I want Washington yes. versus Brooklyn. Um, you know, God, incredible. That would be so good. It would be so good. It would, and, Cause you're also, the thing is, is that you're, you're also downplaying it slightly. It's not just Russ versus KD. It's Russ versus KD and Harden. Oh, and Harden. My God. Yeah. Jesus. And, and it's Russ then going toe to toe, like going face, face first into Kyrie over and over. Like it is, there is so much to like about wizards playing the nets because it's not going to be a game where i feel like the celtics if the celtics take on the nets the celtics are much much like the celtics fan base the celtics are kind of a moody team (laughs) if they get down or if they get kind of out of it i mean they came back 30 against the spurs but outside of that when they get down they're just kind of like this sucks we're out the wizards i just think that every single game whether or not they were like close John Wall, I'm uh, not John Wall. Uh, uh, Russell Westbrook would just be balls to the wall, twenty four seven the entire game, and that alone is like worth the price of admission. Dude, I remember we said almost that exact thing before the season started when we were talking about predictions for the season, and you were like, "If you have Russell Westbrook, you're gonna make the fucking playoffs, and you're gonna play hard all the time, because that's the only way he knows how to play." Man, you should listen to this podcast, everyone. I'm spitting some shit that I didn't even know I was spitting. Good on me. Through a fucking like torn quad or something to start He's the insane. season. He's and insane. COVID, like, fuck, man. And Bradley Beal actually came out and said uh, about playing in the last game, he probably shouldn't have. Uh, yeah, so- boy, he was looking like he shouldn't oh, have. I mean, he was limping all over the place. But as a Pistons fan who respects, you know, the bad boys above all and playing on a broken foot, like anytime I see a guard or like, you know, the green Isaiah Thomas playing through the hip, it's, it's always so impressive. And it really, it's for some reason, like if the point guards injured and still plays and does well, it's, it feels different. You know, than if other positions are injured, he was just he was just playing just so that he could rub in Kent Bazemore's face and tell him to f off. I mean, that's just don't talk shit to people who just are better than you. Yeah, I mean, what are we doing here, Kent? Uh, my number one, my number one round one matchup is also from the East, and that is, I am so excited for Bucks Heat, man. <laughs> it is, it is just talk about like two teams just beating the shit out of each other. I feel like this series, everyone, there's already history uh, behind it. Oh, and, yeah. and you know, Jimmy Buckets is going to like this. This has the the best recipe for like a going to seven slug fest that whatever team makes it out of here is, you know, bloody and bruised and like kind of maybe limps their round, way through round two. Uh, but this is like of the, of the series round one series that I think I would be the most ex- like that. I think could go the longest. The, the bucks heat seems the one most destined for a, a seven game slug fest. I have Giannis winning that series. Who do you think it's going to win? I, I think like uh, because we're now back in series talk, like Giannis, right? It, it, it is the Bucks. It is the p- team with the best player. But 
No one makes no didn't playoff adjustments year. better. Yeah, didn't matter last year. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So and I, Butler had I an MVP know. season this year too. Like, oh, Butler was phenomenal. The, the problem with the Heat though is that Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero especially, was is not bubble Tyler Hero. Yeah, he shot the three better in April, but it's like a little bit. Too, and they and the Heat don't get Victor Oladipo, right? Right, which would have been was, which would have been nice. But Dragic coming back is good for them. That the fact that he's been healthy uh, in recent weeks has been good. I also feel like uh, Drew Holiday could be the third best player on the court, depending on how well Bam plays. Um, also, just like the best person on the court, Drew Holiday is a phenomenal person. And one of the best two-way fucking players in the goddamn yes. fucking NBA. Yes. And He's been never gets an incredible, luck. a perfect addition for this Bucks team. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm talking myself into the Bucks. It's going to be a great series, but I think the Bucks have enough of the pieces. Uh, the Drew Holiday addition is, is, is huge for them and has been huge for them this season. So I think it's going to be a slugfest, but I, I'll, I'll, put my, I'll put my money on the Bucks. And having Drew there means that Chris Middleton doesn't have to be you know, the second best player, he can be more of a facilitator, which I think, you know, is what suits him. He's also absolutely fucking fantastic. Yes. And no one talk, no one even knows what he sounds like. No one's ever heard what Chris Middleton has said <laughs> ever. Uh, but he's going to play extremely well in this series. I, the heat kicked the shit out of the bucks last year. They do not fear the deer. I'm not sure how much Brolo will play in this series. And Bam is also one of the fucking best players in the NBA and they, you know, have a better coach. So it, I agree, man. Like I'm hoping for a seven game series, but I, I am also hoping that Giannis uses what happened last year and, mm, and just, he, just goes super sane. Yeah. And you know, there's a reason to believe that like the, elite 26 year old might have a little bit more in the tank than Jimmy <laughs> Butler who, but you know, uh, is always and forever great. And the heat have Iggy, right. And they have Trevor Ariza. They have all these dudes that know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I am, I really want the bucks to advance, even though uh, the heat are great and I want them to advance to, you know, like I want the heat to play the Sixers. I want, ev- I want all the good teams to play. Each other. You want everyone to play the heat, which I totally am here for. Because the Heat sure. is but the below the five, you know, like everyone five season below the Heat is by far and away the best team. By far and away. I, I would also like to say that a possible uh, Pacers-Sixers series would have TJ McConnell going up against his bestie, Joel Embiid. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see it. It's too rough. No one wants to see Pacers play the Sixers. It, no yeah, one. they should. Uh, Let me speak for the general public. That 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 series should just not be aired, and just it's a quiet handshake under the table agreement that the Pacers lose in three. Just right. That, they don't even don't need play to that play. series. Just yeah, don't play that series. Walk. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, intentionally, yes, exactly, exactly. Don't play that. Uh, series. I would also like to say that I think the Clippers Mavs series could could be, be good. Because, you know, if the Mavs win, then it would be considered a massive upset, I think. I think mm-hmm. even though it's the four versus five. Right. I mean, no, it, it would be a huge one. But my worry, my worry there is, is just like, like, you're, I mean, it's what is Luca going to do against Kawhi and Paul George? Sure. 
But That's my if opinion. the Clippers fold like they did against Denver last year, then that team gets destroyed, I think. And maybe everybody leaves. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, and then and then the Bomber Clippers moves him, Bomber moves him to Seattle. Maybe this there is his go. long plan, long-term plan, is he wants to like have some quick success with the clip and then bomb two years in a row in the playoffs so that he can move him to Seattle and bring back the Sonics and then be beloved by uh, all of the state of Washington. I mean, how, how give me your quick thought thoughts on the suns i feel like they're the only team we haven't really talked about at all i love the suns they're the they're incredible i would much rather the suns make it like past round one than the jazz screw the jazz get the jazz out of here i want i want the suns that's why i want the lakers to fall down to the a seed so that the suns don't have to play the lakers i i mean we could be living in a world where neither the suns or the jazz are in the playoffs in round two right wouldn't that be absurd, man? May, maybe they should stop. Maybe they should get rid of a, a round two. Am I right, Natty? Maybe yeah. this is unfair. And if you finish <laughs> as a top one to two team, maybe you should just make it all the way to the conference finals. Am I right? Am I right? You see how dumb that argument is. And you know, like the people on the other side of it are like, "No, wait, my team advanced. This is fucking great. Right. What are you talking about?" Right. Oh my god, there's no appeasing anyone. Um, all right, Natty. Before we go, any last and final thoughts for you? Uh, I would just like to say that this was a weird fucking season uh, played on little to no rest, really. Mm, and amen. a tip of the cap to the NBA and its employees and the players. Um, they haven't had a positive case of COVID in a long, long time. I think they operated pretty well over the past 18 months or whatever. Um, it's in an impossible situation. And I was skeptical of the bubble last year. I was a little skeptical of this season happening so quickly on top of last season, but they did it and it was a great year and a lot of fun stuff happened. And um, I'm excited for the playoffs and, you know, there's a chance that both teams in the finals haven't been there in a while. You know, it could be like Sixers Nuggets or Sixers Blazers or Sixers Clippers or a non-Sixers team. Yeah, I was going to say, let's guess who Natty thinks is coming out of the East. <laughs> well, here, here's why. Um, I, I feel like the other teams, maybe not the Nets, uh, but the other teams will be bloodied, as you yeah, said. No, I, I think you're I, totally right. I don't think Philly will be. But, uh, you know, the Nets' firepower is for real, and who the fuck knows what's going to happen with that team. God damn. This the Nets have the biggest of all the teams in the playoffs. The Nets have the biggest chance to just be the ones that just like go four and zero, four and zero, four and zero, and then they're in the finals. Teams with Kevin Durant healthy generally advance in the playoffs. Generally, generally, it's good to have the best player on the planet healthy, and then like have it's, it's two of the other like ten best players on the planet on your team as well. And then Joe Harris, and I think like two or three months ago. Oh, that's we what I was like, talking about. Why? Oh, Who else? Nice. Brooklyn. Who else? Yeah. Oh, Kyrie? Kyrie? Oh, Blake? Blake? Point Blake? forward Blake? But we said like Joe Harris Hyper is going to have athlete? a shot game in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Like that's oh. why we kept him. Fucking Spencer Dinwiddie might be back. Oh, boy. 
Yeah, this Nets team, this Nets team is about to go. Mike D'Antoni is an assistant coach on this team, by the way. Oh my Steve god, Nash is the fucking head coach. Like, this is so weird. <laughs> this team shouldn't exist. Um, all right, well, that's all we got for you this week. Make sure you subscribe to the Fake Teams podcast wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. That's how you'll not only get us, but also our fantasy baseball pod, which I think some episodes might be coming soon for those who are so inclined. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Long Two Podcast. We will be back at you next week. Anatty, until then, stay safe, my friend. Enjoy the games and good luck with the Celtics, buddy. I'll be rooting for you. Thank you. you. Oh, my heart can only take so much.